Win the battle of your musty, damp basement with an easy breathe ventilation system. Take charge of your indoor air. It's easy with basement ventilation to remove musty odors, pollutants, allergens, and airborne particles by 85%. An easy breathe ventilation system creates air exchanges for cleaner, fresher, healthy indoor air. And right now, get $250 off your own easy breathe ventilation system. Call 866-822-7328 or visit takechargeofyouair.com today. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Up next, The Truth with Lisa Booth, part of the Gingrich 360 Network. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Truth with Lisa Booth. So this week's going to be a little bit different. It has been weighing on my mind as we look at a society that really seems broken. As we saw so many people struggle over the past couple of years, we've seen suicides up, you know, drug overdoses, uh, political tension and conflict, just so many problems that seem to be plaguing our nation. So I wanted to talk about God on this podcast. And I was thinking to myself, who would be the perfect messenger for the audience, someone who is relatable, someone who wears their faith bravely and acts in that faith. And I thought of Jonathan Isaac. He is an NBA player for the Orlando Magic. And you might have seen him recently. He has stood up for freedom in talking about why he has chosen not to get the vaccine. He has stood tall in that conviction. Also, last year, after the NBA had just resumed after a COVID hiatus, every player knelt for the anthem but he did not. He stood tall and he stood tall because he wanted to unite people in faith and look towards God as the answer. And a lot of the problems we're facing as a country, it is hard in today's day and age to stand strong in your convictions. There's ridicule. You know, you get ostracized. It is hard. Yet Jonathan Isaac has done it in such a brave and courageous way. So I am so excited to have. Oh, and he's also an ordained minister. Um, as well. So I am so excited for this conversation. I hope you love it and stay with us. So having this conversation has been on my mind lately. Just seems like society is really broken and we have misplaced priorities and perhaps we should look towards God at this moment as a society. So I was thinking about who to have on and Jonathan Isaac came to mind, NBA player for the Orlando Magic. I thought he'd be the perfect person for this conversation. Jonathan, thanks so much for for joining the show. I, I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you for having me, Lisa. I really appreciate it. And I just want to let you know, I have so much respect for you. I mean, we live in a society where, you know, the wolves are out, right? That you, you get criticism when you put yourself out there, when you take bold stances. And, and not only have you been bold about choosing freedom when it comes to the vaccine, but you've been so bold about your faith. So I just want to commend you and say that I have an immense amount of respect for you. Well, <laughs> to God be the glory, it means a lot coming from you, so I appreciate it. You know, Jonathan, as I mentioned, you know, we, we look around at society and, you know, we look at what happened throughout COVID and, and throughout the pandemic. We had youth depression and suicide increasing, overdoses, isolation, uh, there was one point during COVID where one in six Americans had started therapy, just a lot of brokenness, a lot of hurt, and just a heaviness hanging over the country. Is is God the solution? Is, is that the direction we need to turn to as a society? And what impact do you think that would have? You know, I, I, I think 
you know, the, the easy answer is it's, it's just yes, God, God, God is the answer. Um, but I, I, th- I think it's so much deeper than that. And, and with, with, with having this conversation and just everything that you mentioned, what everybody's going through, um, I think it's, it's a perfect picture of us trying to do life on our own, you know, a, as we know it or as we've, as we've tried to make it happen. Um, and, and if anything in this time has taught me, even with being a Christian and, and, and following God and having hard times and all that stuff, what it's taught me is that life is so fickle. Um, that we are so fickle and that ultimately, if you're going to make it in this time, your trust, your peace, your faith, your who you are has to be grounded in somebody greater than yourself. Because at the end of the day, we fail ourselves. We fail each other. Um, people that we put in places of, of prominence or priority, they fail us um, you know, left and right, not because anything is necessarily wrong with them, but just because they're human. And so, you know, in this time, I've, I've, I've made it even more point to be like, yo, I got to focus in on my trust, my relationship, everything that I do being filtered, you know, through God's word. And he's been able to keep me through hard times. He's been able to keep me through the valleys that I've gone through in life. And, and, and now with COVID and all these different things, you know, I've, I've been able to stay at peace and enjoy. And I think that's exactly um, what everybody needs. Well, and, you know, you mentioned as humans, you know, we're fallible, we're imperfect. I mean, I know I am, right? So, like, I I grew up in a a Christian home with two devout Christian uh, parents, but I spent a lot of time, you know, particularly as I got older, running from God, right? Trying to fulfill life, fill life in my heart with emptiness and and things that, you know, ultimately just make you feel worse and, and make you feel more empty. And so, I'm trying as I get older to be wiser and, you know, realize that I'm not in the driver's seat and and turn my focus to to filling myself up with, you know, God and and looking in that direction. Have you ever spent time on the run from God? Absolutely. Absolutely, Lisa. I think think that's the story for a lot of people. Um, And I I think it's the story of even even people in the Bible. I think it's the story of Israel um, as a whole when it comes to God or, um, you know, the, the seeds being planted in us from a young age. I grew up Christian. My dad was my dad was my dad was the most Christian Christian ever. You know, we would be in church every day. It felt like you know, learning scriptures and and singing songs and all that stuff. But as I began to grow up, and basketball started to take over my life, like that's where I started to find my identity. Um, and I, I had this picture in my mind of what a real man was, and it, it wasn't a Christian. It was it was a man who had money and a man who had you know, prestige and, you know, his, his pick of the litter when it came to, to women. And, and that, that's the picture that I thought was valuable. That's the picture that I thought had the real meaning. And, and, you know, Christianity was more so just, you know, you did it if, 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 if you were weak or you did it if, if, uh, you know, you know, you, you didn't have as much information or really for me, it, it just turned into tradition where it was like, you know, I, I pray when times get tough. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't curse God in any way. I still knew, you know, to a degree in the back of my mind that he was real, but wasn't somebody that I took seriously. Um, but as I began to get the things that I thought I wanted, as I began to receive the things that I, you know, that I was chasing after with coming into the NBA, I was like, man, these things are not at all what everyone made them to be. And to be around people who had it and people who I looked up to that had it and seeing their lives and seeing you know, they weren't happy. You know, they, they were they were just as miserable as me trying to fulfill, um, you know, the, the God-shaped hole that we all have in our hearts, um, you know, trying to fulfill, fulfill that thing through, through pleasure and, and, and money and all these different things. Um, and when I began to sit down and get back to the root of, um, you know, who I was, and all, all the seeds that my parents had instilled in me and, and began to search out those truths, I was like, man, this is where real strength lies. This is where real, you know, what it really is to be a man. Um, to stand on your convictions and to, and, and I'll tell you, Lisa, for me, it, it, w- it was the love of God. Um, you know, I, I started to figure out that a lot of times, a lot of the things that I was chasing after, it, it came from being, wanting to be loved. And I think that's from a place of a lot of people wanting to be accepted, wanting to be, uh, you know, appreciated and just, and just loved by the world. And when I really started to figure out and realize that God loved Jonathan for Jonathan, he didn't love God for stuff. He didn't, he, he didn't love me for stuff. He didn't love me for the basketball player that I was. He didn't love me when I made shots. He loved me for jacked up Jonathan. And when I began to experience that love and walk out that love, go to church and, and be taught about that love and experience that love with other people um, who are believers, I really started to grow uh, and become who I am today. Has that been hard to, you know, so boldly wear your faith on your sleeve as you have in the public eye? Well, I, I, I wouldn't. You know, I, I wouldn't say it's hard. I would say at times it gets uncomfortable, um, you know, understanding the times that we're living in. Uh, but, but for me, Lisa, I, I treat it like 
I treat it like anybody else treats, you know, their life. Like when I think about it like this, like when you go on Instagram and you see somebody's page, they're giving you a snapshot of who they are, what they've experienced. You know, they take you on a journey of their life. And it's like, if you go on my Instagram page, you're going to see, you're going to see a bunch of Jesus, but I'm being authentically and truthfully me. And, you know, I, I couldn't, I couldn't be myself if, if, if Jesus wasn't in the picture because he, he is the best part of me. He's helped me um, in ways that no one else has ever helped me and helped me get to a place of, you know, confidence in myself. And just, just, just all the things that I used to struggle with when I was a kid and all, all those things, he has been such a, such a rock for me. And so I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be being honest. I wouldn't be being authentic if I didn't, you know, give him the glory that he deserves. So I think about it with just, I want to be authentic, as authentic as you want to be authentic in your life. And, and to do that, I have to give God his due glory. You want to hear a funny story? So I um, played sports in high school, not at the level of you do, obviously. They never, uh, you know, went on to, to the heights that you have. But uh, I played field hockey and lacrosse in high school. And I had a teammate's mom hand me this book randomly called The The Purpose Driven Life, which I, I'm sure you're very familiar with by Rick Warren. And if you know me, I lose everything, okay? Like I will buy something that morning and somehow find a way to lose it by the night. This is literally one of the only items that I have not lost. It's almost in perfect condition and somehow it has made it through all my moves as an adult going from you know, going on campaigns in Florida and Wisconsin, going to New York, DC, you know, DC and out to Miami, Florida. So has stayed with me throughout all this time. I, I just I, I think that's just, uh, you know, so interesting. And, and it's the book that I always come back to when I've been on the run and I realize that I'm in the wrong and and I need to, you know, to turn my eyes back to God. What uh, just to ask you a question, what what in particular stands out to you from it or what, what ministers to you in any way? Well, I, I think in, in the church that I go to, uh, I've been going to recently, sort of has been talking about this a lot as well as we, we always kind of wonder, like, what's our mission in life? What's our purpose? And so what stands out to me about it is like our purpose is God's purpose, right? And, and God's mission. And like, how can we serve that mission? And so I, I, I think it just sort of solidifies to me that, you know, there's a bigger reason we're here and you know sort of like finding that calling and then how to, how to practice that calling in our everyday lives and so it's just i just find that so interesting i, I literally lose everything and i have not lost this book and it is quite literally in perfect condition <laughs> which again if you know me is is very shocking so one one of the things that i that i love about uh, that i love about purpose is that like you 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 there's there's a feeling there's there's a peace there's a uh there's something that is like unmatched to anything in the world when you when you are operating in your God-given purpose, your God-given, you know, like like the God's destiny or uh, operation for your life. And for me, there was a time when I thought I was really living. And I, whenever I talk to young people or a young man or anything like that, this is what I tell them. Where it's like when I got to the NBA or when I got the stuff that I thought I wanted in my mind, I was like, man, I'm living. I'm, I'm doing what everybody wants to be doing. I, I've made it to the top and I'm living the life that everybody wants. Um, but as I began to, to, to fall in love with God and, and, and go, go down the, the, the path of his, you know, his, 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 his journey for my life or his purpose for my life, I began to, to, to reach a whole different level of fulfillment. And now the things that I'm doing now, speaking to different people, ministering to young people about faith or what it is to find their identity in God, I'm like, man, this is living. This is my purpose. And all I was doing was missing out. I thought I was living, but I, I, I wasn't living at all. I was dying. Um, and now getting to the place of where I'm at today, I'm like, I, I'm operating in what I believe to be God's purpose and will for my life. And it feels amazing there's, there's no trade-off i'm not giving um you know I'm, I'm not giving on one side and losing on the other side like i was um you know before I'm, I'm i'm only growing i'm only gaining um and even when i you know make mistakes even when i stumble god is right there to to help me and to pick me up and to continue to to, to help me you know on this path well you know and admittedly you're you're much more firm in your faith i i've you know recently been going back to church and it's just been really on my heart that i've been you know kind of was heading in the wrong direction so I really admire, you know, that strength that you have. And, and you talk about kind of like that healing that happens with becoming a Christian and, and turning your eyes to God. Just talk a little bit about more about that. Like, wh what does that feel like? Explain that to people who haven't yet experienced that in their lives or, or who are similarly, you know, sort of struggling right now or, or trying to find a purpose or, or, or trying to just figure out this crazy world that we live in right now. 
Yeah, at least I, I would say like I would say that we were we were created for God. We we were created for His plans and His purpose, like you laid out. And what happens when we are in the driver's seat of our own lives? We we we, we have no idea what we're doing. We're 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 living based off of our. Our, our emotions, our desires, what other people who are living off of their, you know, emotions, desires, feelings, or whatever, um, are telling us to do. But we were created to to operate and live in in the in the confinement of God's word. Um, and when we step out of bounds of that, it's almost like a fish being out of water. And so when we see the problems and the catastrophes and the and the uh, you know, that you were talking about the, the, the suicide and, and, and the needing therapy and all of these different things that come with the pandemic and just come with everyday life um, with, with being human. A lot of those things happen because we're not living um, in, in accordance with God's word or underneath God's protection, underneath God's love. Um, you know, uh, and, and so that, that's what we need. What we need to do is get back in the water. Um, and when we talk about fostering a relationship with God, God loves us. Um, you know, to talk about God's love, it's like God, God loves us more than we could ever imagine. Um, but when we when we talk about being in relationship with him, he wants to heal and protect us from ourselves. And so what I saw with myself, I, I battled with, a, you know, a long list of fear and anxiety. I, I have I have my fair share of love issues. That, like I said, of trying to find love in the wrong places. But as I began to put God first in my life and say, you know what, God, what do you say? I know I've been living my way for this, you know, this amount of time. I've been doing things my way. And all I've learned is that I can't do it my way and survive. I, I, you know, I made it to the NBA great because I have a gift that God has given me. But internally, I, I was in turmoil. And so people may have thought, you know, you look great from the outside, but they had no idea what was going on on the inside of me. So as I began to, to put God first in my life and foster a relationship with him, he started to show me things in me uh, <laughs> that, that needed to go. He started to work to put things inside of me that needed to be there. Um, and then it's just a journey. It's, it's a process just like anything else. But as I began to implement his word in my life, put him first, um, you know, you know, Cut people off, <laughs> delete phone numbers, unfollow people, and, and just focus on putting God first in my life. Um, you know, I began to grow. I began to, to to not be afraid and to find my confidence and to find my peace and to find all of that in him, find my identity in him that I was trying so hard to find in other places. Um, and and it's, it's, it's just a process. So even for you, Lisa, as you're going down this road of, of going to church, put God first, you know, in, in, in your everyday life and in your conversations and your uh, in, in your lifestyle, begin to to allow what he says in his word to, to dictate how you operate. And you cannot help from there but to get better, but to find peace, to find joy, to find love, everything that his spirit um, brings. Well, I, I think that's, you know, really good advice. And, and I certainly take that to heart. And, you know, that's obviously something that I've been working on in, in my own life. You know, I, I think I go back to, you know, a few years ago, my uncle who I loved, he, he really struggled throughout his life with addiction. And right before he died, he became a Christian. And I just saw this change in him that I've never seen anyone in my entire life. He went from, and he was always very loving to us and he was always a great uncle. So I, I adored him. But he, he sort of went from having, you know, this bitterness about life and, and this anger about life and circumstances. Uh, you know, he lost his mom very young. And, and so, you know, understandably had been through a, a lot. And so but as soon as he became a Christian, it was like a, a different person. I, I've never seen, you know, such grace, such love, such joy, just a, a dramatic turn of events, just a, an entirely different person based off of that. And, and that really has always stood with me. And just seeing it with my own eyes, has has there ever been a moment when God has revealed Himself to you in a similar way? There's, there's, there's been plenty of moments in my life. Um, I'm, I'm trying to this, this this give you a good one. Uh, I want to dis- disguise the story in a, in, in a couple of different ways, but so 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 this 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 is this is my like you know com- coming to faith story is long, but I'm, I'm gonna try to keep it short. Um, so pretty much. I, uh, I I got to Orlando. Um, I began to, uh, you know, I, I was playing and I got hurt. I hurt my ankle, so I was on the sideline for a little while. Um, but during the time of me being on the sideline, I was I was I was asking uh, all these questions of like, okay, why this and why that, and I was upset about being on the sideline. And I went to chapel one one day um, where they have chapel before the games, and I get into the chapel and the chaplain says one verse. He says. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? It's Luke six forty six, and it goes on to say, 
you know, if, if, if you hear my words and you put them into action, you're wise. But if you hear my words and you don't put them into action, you're foolish. And when the trials of life come, all this stuff, you'll be wiped away. And I began to look at myself like, you, you know what, that, that's me. You know, I, I, I'm the one who, I, you know, I, I say, Lord, Lord, I, I, I pray when times get tough, but I don't really care, you know, as to much as to, to what he has to say or, or direction for my life at all. And so I began to go down this journey of like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to look this thing out. I'm, I'm going to look out if, if God is if God is who he who he says he is or if, he, if he's really real. And so I started watching all, uh, all types of apologetics and all this different stuff. Um, and one day a man met me on the elevator and he said, he said, he stopped me just out of the clear blue. He said, I know it's going to make you great. And I said, what? He said, you got to know Jesus. And I was like, oh, you know, I, I, I know Jesus. I know this, that, and the third, like, you know, kind of brushed him off. And then I just kept running into this guy. I, 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 I kept running into him. Um, we ended up, we, we lived in the same building, but I kept running into him in the parking lot in different places. And then he, he asked me to lunch. And I'm like, you know what? If I see you one more time, I'll go to lunch with you. And so uh, I, I said, long behold, I see him again. I, I go to lunch with him and he's, you know, we're just talking, just chatting. But after I go to lunch with him, I'm like, okay, cool. I don't ever have to talk to this guy again. Uh, and then so a couple of days later, I am going to see a Christian movie uh, with, with an old friend of mine. And the Christian movie was terrible. I mean, it, was, it was awful. And so we left the Christian movie and went to a different movie. Uh, uh, and again, the Christian movie wasn't terrible because it was Christian. It's just that the acting was very cheesy. And so we, we left the movie. We went to a different one. Um, and then after the movie, I'm pulling out of the movie theater and this guy is pulling in and our cars stop. Like I'm going one way, he's going another way. So we're both looking right at each other. And I rolled down the window and I'm like, what in the world is going on? So I'm like, I, I, I was like, you know what? God obviously wants this guy to be in my life. So I tell him like, you and me breakfast tomorrow. So we go to breakfast and I'm telling him that I have this idea at breakfast to feed the homeless but I was going to feed the homeless just some burgers. And so uh, I go uh, and I tell him about the burgers, and he says, you can't do that. I said, why, why can't I do that? He said, if you're going to feed the homeless, you got to feed them right. So it turns out that this guy has a catering company where he feeds the homeless all the time. What are the chances? And so um, he's like, if you go, come with me, you buy the food, um, and I, uh, I'll, I'll have my people cooking, and we'll feed the homeless the right way. And so we go get the food. He, he does it. He cooks the food, all this stuff. He sends me this address. We go to this spot, and there's a line of, like, 200 homeless people just waiting. And I get it. I put my hair on, and I just start feeding the homeless. We just, we're just feeding. And that night, Lisa, when I went home, I was like, yo. I was like, God has to be real. God has to be real. So that, that was the night that I, 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 I sat beside my bed, and I was like, you know what? I know the sinner's prayer from when I was younger, but I was like, I'm going to give my life to you. And it turns out, long behold, that I started going to the church that was in the plaza um, of where we, we gave the food. And the uh, no, the guy invited me to church. I was like, you know what? If, if, if you're cool, your pastor has to be cool. And so I get to the church. They introduce the pastor, and it's him. Oh, my goodness. Seriously? Seriously. That's crazy. I've been going to that church ever since, and and he's just been he, <laughs> ministering to me in love, and I've you know became who I who I am today underneath that. But that that's my kind of like coming to God story. But there's been countless times of, of God showing up in my life, you know, ministering to young people and seeing young people get saved, and, and some of the craziest situations, um, you know, feeding people, clothing people, housing people, um, you know, right here in the Orlando community. So that guy, your your pastor that you kept saying is your equivalent to my The Purpose Driven Life book where you just you can't get rid of it. It's just it's going to keep being there until, uh, you know, you, you realize what's in front of you. Uh, so that's very funny. <laughs> um, you know, so do you do you feel like so you've taken so many stances that are, you know, against the grain that are are brave, that are, are courageous, that, you know, take the power of conviction? Do, do you think? Is that entirely because of your faith that that you have the courage to to be able to stand when everyone else is kneeling or to be able to stand up for, you know, freedom when it comes to the vaccine when when others don't? Is that what motivates that? It's 100 percent. You know, uh, I'm I'm working on a book right now, Lisa, called uh, called Why Stand. Um, and, and, and with the book, I'm, I'm detailing my life of 
where I've come from, what I've gone through. And with the book, you get a snapshot of who Jonathan was before he he uh, he met Christ and who I was while I was at Florida State playing basketball. I was on anxiety medication. I would I would pass out if I had to speak in front of anybody. Uh, you know, I'd always break out in sweats. I, I, I really struggle with my own image, you know, finding, you know, finding my identity in the game of having a good game and being up and having a bad game and being completely down. Um, you know, while I was at Florida State, a lot of times I would start the game really badly and I would go into halftime and I would cry my eyes out and then I'd come out the second half and ball like it was nobody's business. And so I was, I was really struggling in my mind um, with who I was, chasing after love, but at the same time, I had this gift that God has given me in basketball. And, you know, to be the sixth pick in the draft and the number one player in Florida, um, all of that stuff. So I, w- I was really going through this this, this just weird time of, of, of finding my self-identity to then transfer that to being, you know, the only one who, who, who stood for the national anthem um, because I believed that Jesus Christ was the answer to the problems that we saw. So you get this, you get this, this clear difference between who I was and who I am today. And the only difference is Christ is the the Lord and Savior of my life. And I've been able to find the identity and the love that I was so looking for in the world in Him. Um, And now I'm willing and and I'm able to stand on His Word um, because of how I've been taught, because of um, you know, like even when I talk about that, that that pastor, he models that to me all the time. So I'm not just standing just because I've just listened. I've watched him stand in so many other places, and it gave me the the, the, the faith to do so. And uh, so yeah, it's, it's 100% because of Christ. And uh, you know, I'm working on that now and hoping to finish up really soon. Quick commercial break, and then back with Orlando Magic's Jonathan Isaac. Imagine getting in a hot, stuffy car in the summer. You know how it cools off much faster when you roll down the windows first to get the hot air out? Well, that's exactly how an Easy Breathe basement ventilation system works. Removing all the musty, damp, stagnant air and replacing it with fresher, cleaner, drier air. Take charge of your air with Easy Breathe ventilation and get $250 off today. Ask about DIY kits. Visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com or call 866-822-7328. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of 1 carat plus and receive a free natural 1 carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a Stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Just to recap for the folks at home, you know, this was, I, I believe, the NBA season had just returned from COVID. There was a, a bunch of things going on in the country. This was following George Floyd stuff, COVID, elect, you know, just a lot of heated things going on in the country. And everyone kneeled except for you. Why did you stand? You, you talked about, you know, faith, but elaborate a little bit more on that and, and why you decided to stand. I decided to stand because for, for me, I see exactly what everybody else was seeing in terms of the, the George Floyd death, the division between black and white, the turmoil that it was creating. Um, and not only that, the, the, the agents of people who 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 were driving um, that that division and, and that divisiveness, and, and and looking at that, I was saying, you know what, we we've done this for too long. We've we've done the back and forth. You're wrong. You're wrong. I'm right. No, I'm right. 
Um, and when I begin to see that the, the answer that is going to heal this nation, that is going to heal the divide, is the very love of God. Um, and it wasn't just something that I was saying. It was something that I've experienced for myself. Like when I was talking about um, before, God has loved me in my wrong. He's loved all of us in our wrong. And it's helped us to become better into who he's called us to be. And God, God asks us to show that same love. He asks us to love our enemies um, because he's loved us and died for us when we were yet sinners. Um, and so I was trying to offer a different solution to kneeling and to wearing a Black Lives Matter t-shirt. And that solution was Christ. You know, we all humble ourselves and recognize that we all fall short of God's glory. You know, your sin isn't worse than my sin. Just right now, your sin is visible. And I've got a million sins in the closet that you just don't know about. Um, and so I, I couldn't point my finger um, at, a, at a person or at a group of people um, you know, and, and that's what I felt like that was doing. You know, I wasn't against anybody who made the decision to kneel, um, and I wasn't protesting their kneeling. I was only, you know, in, in my own right, offering a solution and a different perspective to, you know, what we were seeing. Well, I think that's such a great point because, you know, you, you talk about all this division that is going on in the country, and, and faith is really that great uniter, which is the message that, you know, you were just sending there now, which I think is so important. You know, I want to say this quote to the audience of what you've said about vaccine mandates, because I think it's just so important to highlight this. So this is what you said. You said this is much bigger than just the vaccine. This is much bigger than basketball. We are talking about the freedoms and liberties we are afforded in this country being challenged in a way that we haven't seen. You know, talk about that. You'd also mention, you know, religious freedom as well. You know, what's the correlation there between all of that for you? I would say the correlation is that they're both protected, uh, you know, in our constitution. And so uh, what, I, what I would say to, 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 to that is just that with everything that's going on, um, for me, looking at COVID, looking at, you know, the, 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 the science and all of these different things that are coming out in terms of the nature of COVID, the fact that there's a 99.95 survival rate and the fact that we have a vaccine that doesn't stop infection or transmission, um, you have you know have people with their own uh, you know personal hesitancy, and then you have the religious hesitancy because of some of the ways that you know these uh, vaccines were developed. Um, I think that it only gives room for for prudence and for people to say, you know what, this should be everybody's free choice to do so. And the fact that there hasn't been, um, to me, it, it, it's setting a precedent that whenever there's an emergency, then whoever is in power and whoever agrees with the people of power are able to. To say your rights or your personal autonomy, your religious freedom are now negotiable by whatever standards we 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 see them, you know, we as as we see fit. And so, um, you know, my fear is that this thing turns into a slippery slope. And next thing you know, what happens next time when you know they're able to say, no, your religious freedom doesn't doesn't account in this space, and it doesn't account in this space, and it doesn't account in this space. Um, and then you get to a place where we have no freedoms at all. And so, uh, you know, I, I, I'm standing for everybody to be able to make, a, you know, the, the free medical choice of their um, free medical decision of their choice. But at the same time, of people who do have, you know, religious convictions or, or just feel like God is leading them in a way to, to, to not take this at this time, um, that they have the freedom to do so. Um, and actually, I, I read the, the, the quote was great, but the one I was looking for, my bad, was the administration is setting the precedent that in light of any emergency or freedom, your religious freedom, your bodily autonomy is then up for negotiation by the people who are in power and by the people who agree with the people in power, which is you know basically what you were just highlighting before. But I, I think that just so succinctly, you know, nails on the head for so many people. But, you know, there's been great consequence to the decision that you've made, which I, I believe is the right one. You've had COVID before. You have natural immunity. You're also young and healthy. So your risk is even less than what it is for, you know, the average of most Americans, right? You, you are the epitome of health as a as a healthy young man, and especially someone who has natural immunity. But there's been great uh, consequence to the decision that you have made. You know, has that felt isolating, you know, in considering that most of the players have, have gotten it? Do, do, how, how hard has that been? Has it, has it been isolating? You know, honestly, it hasn't. You know, it, it's, it's not a conversation that I've had, you know, with my teammates or with the, the organization. You know, anybody that comes up to me and says, you know, why, why aren't you vaccinated, this, that, and the third? Um, it's been something that they're just like, listen, <laughs> we, you know, we, we respect your decision. Um, I would say the only thing that to a degree that feels isolating is we're walking into a lot of the restrictions that the NBA has put on vaccinated versus unvaccinated players, like not being able to eat with your teammates, not being able to leave 
you know, your hotel room for anything other than, you know, team activities, um, that, you know, is, is, is going to feel isolating once those things go into effect, um, for sure. But um, there's a lot of people who feel that way and, and that are losing their jobs and, um, you know, are, are having to have tough conversations with their families and with their kids on what they're deciding to do. So I can take a little bit of, you know, uncomfortability, you know, standing for, for other people. And, and I feel similar. You know, I've announced that I'm not vaccinated. And the reason being is I'm 36, young and healthy. I don't have any underlying conditions. So I have a 99.97% chance of survival against COVID. But, you know, I, I also said that because I wanted to stand up for so many people that don't have the same platform that I have. And, and I just find it so sad to see so many hardworking people in America losing their jobs over this personal decision that they have made. I mean, we have nurses, doctors, firefighters who served this country at the height of COVID. And many incurred, a lot of them had COVID as a result of being out there and not being able to stay home with the laptop class. And now we're asking to subject their bodies again to a level of risk with the vaccine. And it, it's just, it's so wrong, in my opinion. And, and also listen, to act like there isn't, you know, reasonable risk um, for, for things that we're going on. We know that other countries um, for, for their reasons, have suspended the you know, Moderna vaccine and the, the JJ vaccine because they found myocarditis and, and pericarditis in young men. You know, young women have experienced blood clots in, in, in different rates. Um, you know, I understand that those things, you know, have been rare to a degree. But at the same time, if there is going to be risk with taking this vaccine, there should be choice. And so, um, you know, I, I, where, there's, where there's risk, there should be choice. And so it's, it's not something that that's perfect. Um, and there have been people who have been pressured into taking it. And then now, um, you know, either because they wanted to get back to regular life or they wanted to keep their job who are now, you know, suffering from adverse effects. Yeah, I mean, we've seen and you're 24, I believe. And so you are right in that heightened risk of myocarditis and the heart inflammation. It's 30 and under mostly for, for men. But we're seeing, as you mentioned, countries like Sweden pause the Moderna vaccine for 30 and under, I think for, for men specifically, but that might not be, I'd have to double check that. But anyways, for 30 and under, you know, over those concerns. But, you know, of course, none of that seems to, to get in, taken into account here. It just seems like, you know, get the vaccine or else is the mentality without any context or nuance, which is always missing from the conversation. Uh, you know, anything else you'd like to add about that, that, you know, I, I know that Kyrie Irving has stand has been standing strong against it as well. I imagine he's getting an enormous amount of pressure, but you know, also a lot of people standing out in support of him, which we we just saw recently. Yeah, I, I think what Kyrie's doing is is extremely courageous. I'm not in the same position, you know, as him because I'm still able to play because of the you know the city that that I belong to. So for him to 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 take it a step further and forgo you know playing and forgo money. Um, in order to stand on what he believes and to, to give a voice to the voiceless, it's, it's extremely commendable. Um, and I have a great deal of respect for him for that. And, um, you know, he, he's strong. You know, he's, he's not somebody that's not used to criticism or what people have to say. Um, and I, th- I think the last thing that I would add is just, just for the people who, you know, to, to me have been, you know, weaponized to a degree to, to, to beat people up or, um, uh, you know, be, be so upset or so pressuring to people who have decided not to get the vaccine for their reasons, um, or even if it's just to, you know, hold on to the freedoms that we have in this country. What sucks about that is that, right, it's just right now, it's just something that they want or that they agree with. Um, but in order, it's standing in this is not just standing for the people who are unvaccinated, but it's standing for the people who are vaccinated as well um, for the future to say, okay, this is just something that you want. What happens when it's something that you don't want? Um, and we've already taken a step to, 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 to keep our jobs and to keep things in, in, in place and keep things in order as the way other people see fit. So we're conditioned ourselves to say yes, or we condition ourselves to, um, to just go with the flow. And so, um, you know, I, just, just for those people who have, you know, taking a step to, you know, want everybody to get vaccinated, I would say there is real risk and people do have, you know, real reasons why they decided not to. And, uh, you know, what, what sucks is if it then comes down to a point where it is something that you don't want, there won't be anybody to stand with you because you were attacking the people who were standing for themselves. Let's take a quick commercial break and then back with Jonathan Isaac on the other side.
Imagine getting in a hot, stuffy car in the summer. You know how it cools off much faster when you roll down the windows first to get the hot air out? Well, that's exactly how an Easy Breathe basement ventilation system works. Removing all the musty, damp, stagnant air and replacing it with fresher, cleaner, drier air. Take charge of your air with Easy Breathe ventilation and get $250 off today. Ask about DIY kits. Visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com or call 866-822-7328. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of 1 carat plus and receive a free natural 1 carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once no one provides education selection and value like diamonds direct your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at diamonds direct won't last long details at diamondsdirect.com well and you and Kyrie are in the age group 20 to 29 so you guys have a 99.97 and a 99.986 percentage uh survival rate of COVID because you guys are so young. So I, I think that, you know, the, the point you're making is, look, if anyone wants to get the vaccine, that's totally up to you. But your risk as a young and healthy man who has a, you know, near 100% chance of survival against COVID is going to look dramatic, dramatically different than, you know, someone who's 80 who's listening to this show who might have underlying conditions, who's is going to have a much higher risk of COVID and less of a risk, you know, more of a risk from COVID than they would the vaccine. And so therefore the vaccine might make sense for them. But, you know, again, that's what, sort of gets lost in all these conversations that the media has about it. And I know if you've had that frustration with the media as well, of just sort of this miscarriage of information, this uh, distortion of some of the things you've said, this distortion of the things that we see people like Joe Rogan has said. Why, why do you think there's that desire to sort of distort people's perspective or, or some of the things that, you know, folks have said about this? You know, I, I think part of it has to do with you know, it's, it's, it's politics. It's, it's, it's the left versus the right. And, um, you know, a lot of I think the American people have been caught in this war um, that's going on above their heads of, of, of right and left and people who, you know, want to one side wants to show everything that's positive about what's going on and, and, and distract from anything that's negative, And the other side wants to amplify everything that's negative and distract from anything that's positive. And what it does is it it, it, it messes up the American people who are who are trying to decide on what to what to do that's best for them and their families. And they don't have real information or what people are really saying about what's going on. Um, and so even even some of the stuff that are just coming out now about the whole, you know, Wuhan and the NIH about gain of function and all these different things. So it's it's it, it sucks. It, it sucks that we're, that we're in this position. Um, but for me, that it came to life for me when, when, when it happened to me with the Rolling Stone article where I, I felt like I laid my points out exactly as I did when I went to the podium, you know, that Monday and my, my words were completely misconstrued. And I was like, why does that need to happen if this is really about public health and protecting people? Um, and so to me, it shows that that's not completely what it's about 100 um, percent of the time. And there is an, an agenda at, at work in terms of wanting people to move in a certain direction and punishing anyone who doesn't want to move in that direction. And so it's unfortunate, um, but I'm glad that there are people who are speaking up and, 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 and uncovering some of the lies and, um, you know, trying to do their best to give people a fighting chance to make a real decision for themselves. When you had spoken at the the press conference, I mean, I thought that was probably one of the more well-reasoned uh, responses I've heard anyone give to all of this. So kudos to you. It was just incredibly well laid out and thought out. So just appreciated for appreciative of people like you who can, you know, articulate that in such a well-reasoned way when so many seem to, to not be able to do that. I mean, I've even had people try to turn 
politics on me and say, oh, well, you know, you're a Republican. President Trump got vaccinated. Well, that's great. He's 75 years old, you know, so like his risk is entirely different than mine. So it's like that, that's what I think gets lost in all of this is just because you've made the decision for yourself that vaccine or the vaccination, you know, doesn't make sense for you and your own risk benefit analysis. That's not the same for, you know, someone who's 75 or older. So it's just it, it, I find it very frustrating uh, in the age that we live in where there's just no desire to to get to the truth or to have an honest conversation, unfortunately, on so many platforms. But, uh, you know, hopefully folks like you going out there and, you know, speaking so well, you know, such a such a way that people can't argue with it uh, helps to to move that needle. Yeah. And, and I don't I don't I don't blame those people because I un, I feel like I have an understanding of what's going on, you know, ab- above them. And so, like I was talking about the people who who have been pressuring people or 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 like you were saying, oh, you know, President Trump got it. So why wouldn't you want to get it? Um, and that there's no nuance in the conversation and it has to do with I was talking about the political war that's going on um, above those people's heads and people are being influenced on both sides. You know, one side is being, you know, influenced in, 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 in any degree of, you know, you know, maybe not take the vaccine or just, you know, be, be upset or whatever. And then the other side is saying, you know, you need the vaccine at all costs. And so, um, you know, I don't think that necessarily people uh, are to blame, but the, the systems and the way that we are going about um, enacting them, um, you know, are the issue. But, you know, even beyond all this, and there just seems to be a level of vitriol in the country, like extending beyond politics, extending beyond, you know, vaccine stuff, just all of this. Is there a bigger like war going on in the country? Like, is there a spiritual war going on right now in the nation? It just seems like it's so much bigger than all this other stuff. That, that's the war that I would put above the <laughs> the politics. So you have you have the people at the bottom. You have the political war of people wanting to be in power, people wanting to get in power, wanting to keep power. And then you have the ultimate, you know, war that is against, you know, good and evil. Um, and then you have the you, you have the the powers of darkness. And, and, and the Bible says in Ephesians six, it says we battle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and, 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 and darkness in high places. Um, principalities and darkness in high places. And so there absolutely is a war that we can't see going on that's influencing the vitriol and even influencing some of the stuff that you were talking about with therapy and people committing suicide and people feeling like there's no hope. Um, I think there's there's absolutely an agenda from hell for those things to, 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 to thrive and for division and for divisiveness and all the things that we see to thrive. Um, but at the same time, you know, we know that evil does not defeat good. And at the end of the day, if we strive to to keep our faith in God, to to, to pray and ask God to to continue to cover us and protect this country um, from what's trying to take over it, you know, in the end, it'll prevail. You know, any other words you want to leave us with before we go? Uh, I I I would say there's hope in Christ. I would say there's hope in Christ when you're looking around and you're seeing that. You're, you're seeing all the things that we see. You see the political war. You see the, the right versus the left. You see people um, with so much vitriol and turmoil. Your trust and your faith has to be in someone greater than you. Jesus' words himself, he said, be of good cheer um, when you go through trials and tribulations in the world because I have overcome the world. And so that's where my faith lies. I know that at the end of the day, God has me, vaccine or no vaccine. Um, uh, government or no government legislation or no, or no legislation, I'm going to be okay because my trust is in the one who has the world in the very palm of his hands. And, um, you know, I, 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 I've experienced that in my own life countless times of him being there for me and protecting me, um, you know, from things that I couldn't see or uh, didn't know was coming. And so uh, my faith is going to continue to be there. I'm going to try my, try my best to continue to strengthen it. It doesn't mean that it's easy because it's not um, it's hard to go against the grain. It's hard to stand for what you believe in, but every single time it absolutely is worth it. Um, and so, you know, I would say thank you to everybody who's standing, not only for freedom, but for Christ um, and just continue to. And this is a, this is a long fight, but it's a fight that, that we're going to win in the end. Jesus said that he will build his church. And at the end of the day, the gates of hell will not prevail. And uh, one other thing that I'm working on right now, Lisa is a, uh, as a brand, um, as a brand called Unitas, and I'm working on it as a, as a shoe and apparel branding. And my vision for it is to give people an outlet for exactly what I was talking about. You know, as our country continues to move in the way that it moves, we need things that are going to remind us about who we are in Christ, um, 
and to give us the foundation to not only wear things that look great, but at the same time have them aligned with our hearts um, and what it is that, we'll, that we believe. And so I'm, I'm working on that as I'm working on the book, and, and hopefully that'll be ready soon as well. Awesome. Well, please keep us updated on where folks can find that uh, and also find your book as well when it's out. Yeah, they, they could just follow me on Instagram. I, I believe it's John Isaac underscore zero one, you know, for all the updates. Um, I, I think I think this book is really going to be able to encourage people um, and give people a, a, a real life snapshot of why your faith wants to be in Christ, how God heals us and makes us better through relationship with him. Um, and ultimately why standing on God's word is worth it. Jonathan Isaac, it's been such an honor. I, I truly have a tremendous amount of respect for you. It is not easy in to st- today's society to stand strong in your convictions, and you do that uh, in such a, a, a bold way. And so I just I have a deep amount of respect for you. So thanks so much for joining the show. Thank you, Lisa. Appreciate you so much for having me. Thank Jonathan Isaac again for an incredible interview. And we thank you guys at home for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please leave us a review and rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. I love reading the reviews. It means a lot to me. Can you take the time to do that? You can also find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at, at Lisa Marie Booth. I want to thank our team, producer John Cassio, researcher and writer Aaron Cleveland, and our executive producers, Debbie Myers and Speaker New Gingrich, all part of the Gingrich 360 Network. And most importantly, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen. Imagine getting in a hot, stuffy car in the summer. You know how it cools off much faster when you roll down the windows first to get the hot air out? Well, that's exactly how an Easy Breathe basement ventilation system works. Removing all the musty, damp, stagnant air and replacing it with fresher, cleaner, drier air. Take charge of your air with Easy Breathe ventilation and get $250 off today. Ask about DIY kits. Visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com or call 866-822-7328. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes, Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.